0: craft beer radio march 1st 2014 this is episode 279
1: Woo! and welcome to craft beer radio where would you say is a good song yeah it's a good song okay that's our critical point of view yep. for this so there it you gets go. me
0: down Never. Right. How's for <laughs> How y'all goes? Thirty years ago today, "Jump" was the number one single on the Billboard Hot oh, 100. David
1: Lee Roth. So let me check something for, for what, what? What do we have here?
0: What do we have here? We got. Um, by the way, I'm Greg Weiss. Jeff Bear, and uh, we have beers here. We have a beer, Surprise. two beers from a brewery that is new to us, Brash Brewing, Durango, Colorado. Um, these were at Whole Foods today, and Heather picked up a couple of them. And then we have a Terrapin side project, which uh, has a curious ingredient that we will uh, get to. I think to... it'll be our first beer yeah, because I think probably. Of, of, of the style. And then yeah. we have a very interesting can of beer from Mission Brewery here. We'll uh, yeah. get to him a little bit later. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's start with that very interesting, uh, not the can of beer, but the very interesting style of beer here. Well, it's, it's one of Terrapin's side projects. It's their Pineapple Express... Which is a smoked pineapple Hellas, so Hellas Lager, five point four percent alcohol by volume, thirty-eight IBUs, twelve point six is the OG on it. Malt with two-row wheat, caramel pilsner, smoked malt, and acidulated wheat. Hopped with Pearl, Hillertau, and Herzbrucker, or Hillertau Herzbrucker rather is the name is the full name of the hop, and uh, it has a it also includes a pineapple puree. So hellas lager is a uh, it's lighter than a pilsner, right? It's it doesn't have quite as much hoppy notes to it. Uh, It but it's not quite as malty as say a a Martin or something like that.
0: Uh, I wouldn't dwell on a traditional hellas all too long. I just want
1: I want to get (laughs) I want to get it out of the way.
0: No, it's a hellas literally refers to the color, right? It's a a blonde or golden and. This beer pours um, straw color. There's a moderate haze to it from the wheat that's in there, but it's not so cloudy that you can't see through the beer. Uh, Poured with um, a head that quickly uh, vanished down to just a ring.
1: Yeah, smells like hellas, doesn't it? Hellas have have a nice really kind of uh, grassy note on, on the aroma.
0: I'm not sure I would say it smells like a Hellas. I'm smelling really? a lot of the wheat character on the thing, right? It, I mean, that's another thing, you know, is are, are barley beers, right? And, yeah. And this has wheat in it and Yeah. other ingredients and whatnot. And I'm smelling... Yeah, I'm not sure I would use grassy okay, so well, much as... It uh, smells
1: very good. It smells it does, really... Right? Uh, I mean... Yeah, grassy is not, because it's, it's not a fresh grass. Yeah,
0: stop, Just just stop trying to fit this into the Hellas bucket, and I think we'll, we'll be friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm getting too excited. Maybe I'm getting too carried away. We haven't had a Hellas in a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, let's see. Why don't you go ahead? I'll see what I can smell.
0: All right. The aroma, I didn't get anything smoky for a few sips, or a few sniffs. Um, I was smelling a lot of the wheat. Um kind of le- little lemony tang in the aroma, um, grassy. Um, and then I, this last time, I gave it a pretty pretty rough swirl around the glass and stuck my nose down in there. And I, I was getting just the slightest hint, I th- think, or at least I forced myself to think that I smelled it, the slightest smell of, you know, like a smoked malt or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, kind of a, a, of a fresh hay bale type mm-hmm. aroma, something that... Is not quite green, but it's also not old. Uh, it has a real lively aroma to it that I like a lot. It's a little bit of the smoked. I'm not really getting pineapple in the mm-hmm.
0: aroma. Yeah, I'm not getting too much pineapple either. And the hops really aren't too apparent in the yeah. aroma either. Okay, so now that time, Glass was sitting on the table not getting agitated at all. I put it up to my nose, and a lot of smoke had accumulated in the bowl of the glass. Mm. So I took a smell, and it was fairly smoky that time.
1: Okay, let's give it a taste.
0: All right, on to the flavor. mouth feels pretty light on this one. Comes and goes. It's finishes uh, fairly... Well, no, oh, that's nice. I was going to say it finishes clean, but there was a nice little... Actually, like the malt, the, the caramelly, bready malt part comes through really late in the taste. But up front, let me take another sip to figure out what the front part is. Hmm. So you get a touch of wheat, but it's not too much of the wheat flavor. You can actually taste some of the hops. Pineapple is really not readily apparent for me quite yet.
1: The, the pineapple itself seems to be a kind of an accent probably to tone down what I think is a pretty strong upfront smokiness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of this uh, kind of barbecue-like smokiness to it and without the extra mm-hmm. sugar, without the extra sweetness and tomato or mustard or whatever. But uh, a smokiness that reminds me of, of coming off of some char or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's funny. My first sip, I didn't get the smoke. I got something that was very clean, and then I had a little bit of, you know, bready carame- car- caramel in the late aftertaste. Second sip, though, smoke was pretty prominent for most of the taste. Uh, for me, you know, it, I don't remember what Greg said for about the malt ingredients, but it, t- it reminds me kind of like a Bamberg Rosh malt or something like that.
1: Uh, no, uh, well, there's some smoke malt, so it could mm-hmm. be. They just say smoke malt. They don't tell us what time what kind rather um caramel pilsner you pretty Mm -hmm. much tell that's there that that gives it that kind of caramelly slightly french bready taste and then yeah the wheat gives a lightness and and a slight amount of tang although that some of that may be coming from the pineapple i don't know Mm -hmm. and just regular old two-row two-row uh you know,
0: I went straight to like na- you know name dropping a kind of malt, and you know maybe not all listeners are gonna know exactly what that means. You know, it's a good benchmark for some, but not for everyone. So I want to kind of think about what I mean when I say that, and I I think the way I would describe what I get for my Bamberg malt, um, the the smoke has a little more. Hmm. I would say it, it's a little more bready to it, maybe a little more sweet, where you could imagine smoking a pale malt and you could imagine smoking, um, a Vienna malt or a Munich malt, something like that, right? Um, and if you could imagine how those, how Vienna and Munich are different, you know, you'll get a little more, um, of that breadiness, that, that white bread crust type flavor in with the small smoke where, you know, if it was just a smoked pale malt, like something you would see in a, you know, a typical I don't know American smoked porter or something like that, uh, the smoke would not have that nuance to it. It would just be a little more, uh, you know, smoky up front and not have that pretty sweetness to it. Hmm. Greg saw something confusing or intriguing on the label at least. He's trying to.
1: Yeah, there's okay. There's there's interesting stuff going on here now, on the on the side of the label they have a something about how the beer came to pass. It, it was the fir- the winner of their first annual employee homebrew challenge, uh, inspired by a late night grilling session with friends. A couple chunks of pineapple got thrown into the mix, and idea for a new beer style was born. However, however they want to mythologize that, that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, pineapple Express is people know that the um, the movie. Which is actually based on a strain of marijuana, the name. Okay. What was interesting to me though is there's this Pinkerton thing. Right here it says Pinkerton under the there's a train and it says Pinkerton under it. Pinkerton is um It's the artist, no?
0: Is it? I don't know. It's gotta be the artist.
1: It yeah.
0: It's just his signature for the
1: Okay, because, you know, I think of Pinkerton and two things come to mind. One is, of course, the Weezer album. The other is where that came from, which is the Pinkertons were the guys who uh, disrupted the unions in Chicago, the Pinkerton government services.
0: No, that's going to be the artist. Okay. But it's a pot beer, Hans.
1: Well, pot, the name comes from a movie that was inspired by a strain of pot. I don't know whether okay. the beer has anything to do with that. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, a, it's a nice, light, easy drinker. Some good flavors in there. Winter, I'm surprised this beer's on the shelves in wintertime. It seems like it'd be a good summer beer.
1: It could be because it's part of their um, their side projects mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. they just sort of throw them out whenever i i hesitate to call i mean if you're looking for a beer that expresses pineapple strongly this is not that beer. No. It it's a it, it's a light touch such such a light touch that i'd be hard-pressed to say that there is actually pine- i would just call it if i didn't know there was actually pineapple in there i would just say it's something that comes from the
0: hops it's also curious that they, you know, they're so prominent in calling this a Hellas because of the weed character mm-hmm. and whatnot. It doesn't really remind me much of a Hellas. It-
1: well, I mean, it, I think it set an expectation for me that it was going to mm-hmm. be lager-like, and it was. You know, it is a lager, but I mean, it, it's not going to be ale-like. It's not going to be that kind of strong, mm-hmm. deep fruitiness. It's going to be more crisp, uh, with sort of a sharper mm-hmm. edge to it. I like that. Uh I like a good beer like this. But if you're looking for a big pineapple womp, which most people aren't necessarily, but if you are, mm-hmm. this is not going to do it for you, but it's it's a good beer nonetheless.
0: Okay, so um Oh. Oh. Golly. My quick Google search earlier was wrong. These beers aren't from Durango. <laughs> they're from um, Mercury Brewing in Ipswich, Massachusetts.
1: Well, that's where they're brewed, right? I mean, it could be... Is it somebody who's...
0: is. is... Let me find that page I pulled up earlier. Heather called me from Whole Foods. I'm like, they got these uh, beers, these brash brewing beers. I'm like, oh, what's that?
1: Is this? The, I think this might be a contract brew because... It's brewed by Mercury Brewing Company Nip Switch. But it has its own label. So we have two of them. One is called Item Nine and the other is called the Bollocks.
0: Too bad they didn't have cold ass honky dry hot saison on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on their website. Yeah. Alright, so. They're both pretty big beers. I think we go into to the mission next, actually. So we don't uh, wreck the pallets. This Mm -hmm. one's only 4.8% alcohol by volume. This is the Mission Brewery El Conquistador. Now, there's something
1: interesting about a 4.8% beer. You think, okay, well, that's not going to get me drunk. This is a big can. This is...
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a giant can. This is a 32-ounce can of beer. You put your hand around it, and your fingers don't touch by yeah, quite a yeah. bit. Um, our can sealer will not reseal this one, so this will be our post-show beer. <laughs> it misses by quite a bit.
1: Can sealer will fit comfortably inside <laughs> the lip
0: of the can. Right. That's
1: how big this can is. Yeah, so this
0: was at this was 22. This was at um, Giant Eagle. And is, this, again, is it
1: 22 ounces? I think it, I think it probably does have 22 ounces of beer no, 32. In it, yeah?
0: 32. 32 ounces it's, of beer. It's a um, quart. Of beer. Wow, this is the same kind of size can that um, Oscar Blues has at the um, what do they call it? The, the the at the tap room the something weasel the, the, the I forget. Uh, but they're empty, and they'll fill and seam the can mm. like a growler at, at the Oscar Blues pub. Um, again, Heather, a couple week, last week. Heather was a giant eagle looking at beers. I was home with the kids, so she more. She sent it's me, a she sent me pictures of, of beers, right, like of the shelf. She shoots a panorama of the shelf. It's great having the iPhone. She yeah. shoots a panorama of the shelf, and I can scroll the panorama and tell her what beers to look at. And I saw this can of Mission, but I thought it was a pounder can from the photo. And she picks it up. She's like, "Jesus, this can's big." I'm like, "What? It's just a pounder can, right?" And she's like, "It says here, no, it's really big, thirty two ounces." I'm like, wow. <laughs>
1: maybe we should take a twitter pic or something to, to put it on online because that is a it's, it's, it's quite a pick quite a beer okay so this is the El Conquistador Extra Pale Ale from Mission Brewing it is 4.8% alcohol volume, 44 IBUs dry hopped with Centennial and Experimental hops from the Yakima Valley so some sort of Yakima hop and that's it that's all the information I have on it, so
0: alright beer pours Really clear. You can see fingerprints through the glass on the other side. Mm-hmm. Very and clear. Super clear. It's a golden with a, a tinge of bronze in there. It's
1: really just, you know, slightly
0: darker than the hell acid.
1: So mm-hmm. You know, it's slightly more golden in
0: color. Right. The head um, has a moderate head. Um, mine's kind of feeding on it. Greg still has a decent head on his glass. Aroma. There's a stinky hop going on. I experiment. like it. It's it's a uh, it's pungent for sure. It's a
1: pungent, but it, it's a very fresh smelling mm-hmm. hop. It smells like you know a freshly pulled hop. So well done on the aroma.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's fu- it. In- well, it's interesting when you first start sniffing. It's kind of stinky, as in, um, what kind of stinky is it? A touch sulphur, maybe. I will touch a sewer drain but then as you pull as you sniff and sniff and sniff it starts to turn into pineapple like if you take a long sniff it was pungent and sulfury up front and then it got pineapple-y as it went on.
1: I'm going to disagree slightly cuz I don't get the sewer drain so much I, I do get resiny I do get a a kind of a dankness at first but then I do agree it goes into pineapple. So mm-hmm. how you want to describe right. that maybe just Right, based on on your yeah,
0: I don't, I, and I don't mean sword drain is in particularly bad sword drain. Yeah. It's just the the best bench you know milestone that I had to start with this.
1: It, it's one of those things where I I can agree that there is a component of that. You know, we we I listened to last week's show and and talked about some things that were biological in essence thing. There, there's this weird thing where. As we've done some, so many of these shows, we get, to, we get so used to smelling certain things and certain mm. aspects that we lose negative connotations to it. Because we're sort right. of like, you know, okay, I smell that. I, I know that component. I used to call it bad. Mm. Now I think of it as good, but the word I have to describe it is, is still it, something that is, that that is, bad is word? reminiscent of bad. Right. That's just our failure to come up with a better term for it.
0: That being said, <laughs> that being said, I'm going to throw another one out there, okay. but it's it I think it's probably more accurate than sword drain, and there's a little bit of dumpster now that could be mean that could mean lots of different things, but you know there's for me there's a little bit of dumpster in the beginning, like at the very beginning of the sniff on this, well. I, I don't, maybe there's a little bit of, of. I feel so bad because I I don't mean that like yeah, I, I I don't yeah. mean that this is bad horrible it smells like a dumpster it, it's intriguing because it's it's an aggressive complex hop right and it's going to have weird smells I'm trying to put words to it and there's something that's reminiscent of you know I'm thinking of, it's taking me way back to when I worked at a restaurant and the dumpster out back you know. On a hot day, the dumpster would smell much, much worse. Right. But there's some of those smell components in this.
1: Now let's move on. Yeah, let's that. go to the uh, <laughs> Let's
0: taste it because it hopefully it doesn't taste like oh. a dumpster. Pretty hoppy. Pretty bitter. Yeah, pretty bitter. It, it's um. Wow, the bitter piles on. It down. was it was like a battle. You get a little bit of sweet, you get a little bit of bitter. It was almost like you could feel the amplitude of the battle, like going back, like like you like whoa 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 right, whoa. Right, but it you're- was
1: staying the 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 signal in there was staying uh-huh. kind of a, a, a little um, aqueous mm-hmm. during that battle, right. and then the bitter just f- wins the battle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the
1: th- they call it an extra pale ale. that seems right Mm -hmm. because it does not really have a lot of malt character to it at all. The, the main flavor I'm getting is from a pretty resiny bitter hop. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you exactly there. You know, it's a, it's a lower alcohol beer Mm -hmm. with tons of hops, tons of bitterness, you know, to be an IPA as opposed to an extra pale ale, it would have more typically have more malt to it. Right. Right? Or at least more gravity um, to kind of balance it out. Where this one definitely falls into that name of, you know, extra hoppy pale ale. Extra bitter pale ale, you know, whatever you want to put between the extra and the pale ale.
1: So if I had to go for the malt, there's a lot of, there is really a lot of hop to go through to sort of find that Mm -hmm. malt there. Mm. Mm-hmm. It and it's hard, but there's something just barely French toasty about it, but mm-hmm. it's really lost. French toast is a good pick, yeah. Amongst the the strong hop and, and, and the hop is this very pithy grapefruit mm-hmm. without any without tang. So there's a lot of these you know, strong, big resiny notes.
0: Yeah, pith is is extra appropriate, extra pithy palate. Maybe is what that stands for. Uh, it's extra appropriate compared to when I've used it for myself a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, you know, tastes like you're peeling an orange, and you peel an extra piece of pith off the orange, and you eat that. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the taste you're getting here.
1: Reasonably drinkable not nearly as drinkable as, as the Pineapple Express. Mm-hmm. The bitter does kind of pile on in a way that is not my favorite kind of beer, but it does encourage you to take another sip to mm-hmm. kind of wash that down, only to be replaced by more bitter. It, it's kind of like the potato chip of beer, right? You you take some salty stuff, and that morph- faces, morph- forces you to drink.
0: Take a big sip. All right. I think, you know, this is... I mean it comes in a big can. It's not a high alcohol beer. I think it's it's a better um method of ingestion, kind of taking a big sip on this one than taking small sips and yeah. really trying to dig into this. It's it's more palatable. Tastes like a fine bitter pale ale, where if you take small sips like we're and you really try to analyze like we're trying to do on the show, I don't think this beer is best suited for that kind right. of drinking. I agree with you. Where this one is, you know, Get a 32-ounce can and a buddy, have a pint each, and just, you no, know, I'm not throw it back, chug it, but, you know, drink it without much care. Right? Yeah. Just do something else and just have this as a beer.
1: It works well as, as a hot day beer, I think. hmm It would probably go well with a barbecue. It's not, yeah, it's not a beer where you're sipping it and just trying to... Experience the mm-hmm. flavors. It ultimately is not very complex. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to be,
0: right? Mm. Yeah, barbecue. I feel that. I'm okay. like thinking like baked hot dogs. Be- I'm thinking okay. like buttery corn on the cob would be good with this. That would work too. Maybe baked beans. You know, mm-hmm. a hot
1: day. This would be good yeah. for a hot day.
0: All right. We'll be drinking more of that in the post-show, because <laughs> it's a big can. We can't can seal it, so... <laughs> All right, so now we're on to Brash Brewing. And I guess we'll do the the Bollocks Imperial India Pale Ale. All right. So... Oh, 12%. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
1: So, well, the other one is a... Um
0: What is it? Yeah, what is this one? I know it's 9%, but I don't know what it is. This is the item 9. It's a wheat
1: beer. It's a wheat... They they call it a wheat IPA.
0: They they don't... It's lower in alcohol. Let's do that one first. All right. I saw saw that this one was 9, and I figured the other one had to be less. But no, it wasn't. It was 12.
1: Okay, item 9. So this is what they say on their site. Not sure what you just drank? Question mark? Wheat beer? IPA? Yes, it is. So, the immediate thing that comes to mind, without having smelled or or tasted, just by their description, is Gumblehead. It is a wheat IPA. Right. The only information I have on it is just what's on their site, 9% alcohol by volume, and the various marketing speakers they came up with. The slogan for Brash is, uh, according to their website, "We make beer." Good, so, yeah, I I can appreciate that. It's it's simple, it's true. Mm-hmm. Although it's not necessarily true because they apparently <laughs> have Mercury Brewing Company in their beer, so we have other people make the beer that we give them ingredients for. But uh, I'll, I'll let them slide. On that, the color is an orange color that's very, uh, very cloudy. It's, you know, orange with with mm-hmm. a, it's orange or golden, depending on how you want to look at it. Yep. Got about uh, not much head on it.
0: Ooh, nose is nice. You yeah. get you get an orange. You get almost like a, a marmalade or an orange candy type aroma. There's some sweetness in there.
1: There's something tropical in there too. There's something, apricoty, and there's something a little bit. Uh, oh yeah,
0: yeah. Well. I I see what you're saying. I was thinking it was like a candy, but I could see where it would be some kind of... I don't know what fruit that would be. Maybe it's miracle fruit. (laughs) (laughs) That smells really good. It does. It smells smells. smells
1: very nice. It has a really nice fruity aroma on it that is not quite clear as to what it is. You know, it's not... This is just lemon, or this is (laughs) just orange. It's got... You know, slight apricot, but not quite apricot. Maybe a little bit of mango in there.
0: I really like the the how it how it finishes towards like a a sweet jelly or a sweet candy type aroma. I don't know if you're getting that far in, but if you would go that far, but it, I find it really fascinating and engaging. It's really. It, Yeah, that's a good hop aroma and other things going on in there. The wheat isn't too apparent. You normally don't get the wheat aroma that much in a weeded IPA.
1: Well, before um, before we drink it, let's... Uh, whoa, whoa! What was that?
0: <laughs> Where'd that come from? oh well, yeah. The music started, so you know what that means.
1: That means we have to do our little commercial. If you want to support us, the best way to support us is to go to com slash Amazon. The way you can buy everything you're going to buy on Amazon, but you're going to do it the right way, which is by allowing us to get a tiny bit bit of what you're paying at amazon instead of just paying amazon it doesn't
0: cost you anything more it comes out of amazon's pocket all you have to do is don't go to amazon's website go to craftbeerradio.com slash amazon and you can buy wonderful things like this week has someone buy a, a set of speed glass snifters awesome. the glasses we're using right now the glass we use on the show every time the
1: glasses we highly recommend it's everywhere. 20 bucks for a pair of them but we're not even supported by them we, we've talked to them <laughs> We're not. We still love the glasses.
0: You spend the twenty bucks at Amazon and we get a dollar twenty nine, so it's not really a huge income thing yeah. for us either. But we think you will love these glasses. We do. Um you can also buy xylus stoppers like we're using on all these twenty two ounce bottles. There is actually on craftbeerradio.com, com there's a little link to our Amazon curated store where we have like craft beer radio approved products.
1: Speaking of which you gotta remove the there's
0: gotta remove these from it. Remove the Oh, those are on there? Yeah. Okay. I think... Are they on there? Or they just they recommended... Are. They're on there. Oh, okay. I'll take them off. <laughs> those are the... Um, Pedrinis. We bought a bunch of um, stoppers and did a stopper test a while ago and uh, that one failed. So I'll take that off there. Thanks for the heads up. Uh, if you're looking for website hosting, there's a link on our website for bluehost.com. It's our web host and uh, uh, it's only like six ninety-five a month for a pretty, pretty full-featured web host. And... Uh, I guess that's about it. You can always send us money, cold hard cash through PayPal, and there's a link on the website for that as well. All right. Uh, there's a there's a subscription. You can sign up, and just like NPR, well, we take a dollar or two every month, and you'll never even know.
1: <laughs> and we don't send you a tote bag. All right, so on to this beer again. This is the item nine from Brash.
0: Okay, go on to the flavor. Oh, this is good. Big, full body. With a weeded IPA, typically doesn't taste like a Hefeweizen or American wheat or anything like that. This tastes like an IPA, but it has has a softer body, right? The malt's not quite a distrapped caramel. You get... um, What do you get? You get um, a bit of lemongrass in there, I guess, in with the bread and the caramel.
1: You get a... A real kind of broad sweetness that really kind of coats your mouth. It, it, I'm having trouble getting a good description of it. So keep talking.
0: Okay. Let me take another sip
1: here.
0: Nine mm. percent's hidden very well, doesn't taste boozy at all. Maybe there's a little bit of alcohol volatilization in my slurred speech. Now, in the, uh, the end of the sip, Let's see here. Actually, the more I drink it, the more it's tasting like a, an Imperial Life. Yeah, drink. I
1: mean, I think the alcohol is pretty apparent. Yeah. It. The interesting thing about this is is that, the the way it kind of coats your mouth, it it feels like, kind of a one of those. Remember those hop candies that we got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of feels like that. It, it's like there's a sweetness and a sugariness that coats your mouth. And then the bitterness plays on top of that. But there's. It, it almost has a a kind of lacquer like feeling in terms of mm-hmm. what it throws around in your mouth. It's interesting.
0: The guy that sells those hop candies is local to mm-hmm. here. He was a. Uh, he's a on and off again African member of the Homebrew Club. But. Um... So I've had, you know, I've met him a few times, but I saw him out at the home, I don't think I told this story on the air, so I want to tell it real quick. I was out at the Homebrewers conference, right? And we went to the, the exhibitor showcase and he was there with his hop candies and a few other things. And it was in the morning. So I still had my cup of coffee. He gave me some drops of hop extract to put in the coffee. It was actually a pretty good mix. Hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You take, you know.
1: I, I could see that, because maybe some of the bitterness of the coffee would go well with some kind of extra food. You know, it add, yeah,
0: it added, I don't know, I don't remember what it was, I had forgotten all about the story till now, but, he, you know, he added a couple of drops, a little shot of hop extract to my coffee, and um, it was enjoy. it was quite enjoyable, so if you ever have the opportunity, there, there's something for you to try.
1: It reminds me of something that's a little, that's off topic, so I won't go into it, but maybe we can bring it to the question.
0: <laughs> okay. Some of the other beers from um, Brash Brewing, which, like I said, was new to us, uh, we talked about the uh, Cold Ass Honky, which has the General Lee, or, or a reasonable facsimile of the General Lee on the label. General uh, Lee
1: being the the car from
0: the... Dukes of Hazard. of Hazzard. They got uh, Biggie Smalls, which is an American brown ale, Droogs, American IPA, Hot Fuzz, American Double, um... They got a lot of fun names. They got uh, Shank and Dirty. It's an American Double IPA. Smog Lifter. Milk Stout. Texas Exile. It's a porter. And the Bollocks, which we'll be drinking here in a little bit. Mm. I don't know. Uh, this is pretty good. This is good for a surprise brewery out of nowhere. I like this.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I kind of am. If, if a beer makes it down here from Massachusetts, you expect mm-hmm. it to be pretty good, because local beers that, don't, that aren't good are not going to make it far, likely most likely.
0: Right. You know, we've had some beers from Mercury Brewing before. It's been a while. Um, I, I don't remember them being this good. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I'm trying to think. of. I'm, I'm just drinking this. I'm not really getting too much new stuff.
1: Mm, it, there's a,
0: <sighs> a lot of that candy sweetness yeah. that I was smelling in the aroma. You know, Greg already mentioned hop candies. Uh, the sip I just had was kind of like that. It was it was either that or it was, you know, imagine... Oh, how do I want to describe it? And
1: the wheat just kind of lightens the mouthfeel a little bit, right? It, so it was so not such a it doesn't bear down on your mouth as much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I have this descriptor that I like makes sense to me but I know when I say it out loud it's not going to be all that great. Like I took a sip and the sweetness reminded me of a sweetness almost like a sweet tea, right? But saying like You're sweet, not far off. but saying sweet tea it's so loaded with the the tea, the black tea flavor that I'm, you know, and that's not really there.
1: Well, if you think about like a real southern sweet mm-hmm. tea, yeah. it it really does kind of envelop your your mouth and your taste buds mm-hmm. in the same sort of way. Now, it, it doesn't taste the same, but the mouthfeel is very similar, excepting okay. the carbonation. Right. The mouthfeel is very similar. And so I think that that quality, you, you know, we've tried to explain before, there, there's a difference between taste and flavor. Mm-hmm. Right? whereas taste is just very specific things, but flavor is a combination of all the stuff that's going on and sort of the melange of everything, including mouthfeel, including aroma, including taste, all that together. And the flavor has reminiscent qualities of the flavor of a sweet tea. I think you're on the right track there.
0: Did you know Jump was Van Halen's only number one single?
1: It doesn't necessarily shock me. I mean getting a whole bunch of number ones is is pretty rare mm-hmm. you Britney Spears, you Michael Jackson right. etc even really great bands they get high, they don't get lots right. of number one. I don't think U2 has a, has a lot of number ones, right? I mean, right. a couple probably, but not a lot it's been
0: five weeks at the top of the charts it's been <laughs> did that song ever make it to number one? probably all right, we're sticking with Brash Brewing, and this is the Bollocks. It's 12% double IPA. Mean-looking like, mean Brit on in the front. Never
1: mind the item nine. Here comes the Bollocks. It's an Imperial IPA. It's nine, or 12% by volume. 110 IBUs. This is an interesting description. The liquid equivalent of Lenny in John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men. <laughs> For those who don't know of Mice and Men, Lenny is well, a slow character who likes to rub soft things. Yes.
0: Um, if you're not literate, think Ugh. of the think of the Bugs Bunny cartoons with the you know where the big guy wants uh, to. My name is. George and I like to love and I'm gonna na or he gets bugs bunny and he wants to pet him that's <laughs> here's the this, it
1: continues so oh. gently tending rabbits then suddenly dot 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 snap it's a whirlwind of crazy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah in bugs bunny they uh bugs never gets his neck snapped.
1: no no uh enough mice and men next get snapped. I'll just say that much. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a
0: short it's a short read. Yeah, it
1: is. It, it's maybe 2 hours.
0: Yep. So go ahead and read uh, of Mice and Men. I read it a, a couple years ago. It's a good book.
1: Ago. It's kind of a it's a tragic book, but so it's a well-written book and it um yeah, mm-hmm. it's sort of a, a standard of American literature. It's something that I think uh, it's a good thing to read.
0: Mhm. Alright, so the rum on this one is quite different from the last one.
1: The alcohol is more apparent here. Mm-hmm. It actually think. smells kind of boozy, kind of... Mm, sort of rum-like,
0: but... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, rum's not... not quite as sweet as, as many rums. Um but there, yeah, maybe it may maybe a, a liqueur, maybe there's some a, kind there's of certain spirit yeah. type aroma coming off of that how boozy it is. I
1: mean if you can imagine sort of a tangerine liqueur, mm-hmm. it would probably be sort of similar to this. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the aroma, at least. And tangerine may not be exactly right. It it's hard to figure out what that what that fruit is. Because there are components of apple
0: here. Mm -hmm. That's a good pick. I'm even thinking, I hesitate to say it, but a couple sniffs. I got something that was kind of cheesy. I'm not sure how to go with which direction in cheesy, but you kind of pulled it out of my...
1: I think just kind of the fungal part, Mm -hmm. you know, which makes sense because yeast or fungi, you know.
0: All right. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna have any relevant revel- revelations with the uh, the aroma. Maybe a, just a maybe
1: just a touch of cherry.
0: All right. So this one does taste like a big beer. It uh, you can feel the alcohol yes. on your lips and on your tongue. Yeah. The. Uh, Okay. It's it's not very, right, let's yes, give it's, that another shot here. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh not not hugely uh, not a huge mouthfeel. A little bit of malt. the The hops are hops aren't as bright as in you know the other beers we've had tonight. Then this one the hops are kind of kind of little muddled together. You know, there's uh some, some cascade nook centennial type flavor going on there. It's hard to really draw it out.
1: I still think cherries is reasonable, sort of the kind of cherry that you get like a Dr. Pepper. Uh there's uh a component there that is somewhat actually chocolatey. Just just slightly. And I'm going with a, with apple, but kind of a a cooked apple. Mm-hmm. You take okay. an apple in the oven, you cook it over right. and you yeah, get it like a roasted, yeah.
0: Yeah. I can I can see that.
1: So these deep droop sweetness.
0: Using one word to combine cherries and apples, I'm not sure that works so well. Mm, It's worth a shot.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's not successful, but I I gave it a shot.
0: (laughs) Right. Man, that's a big beer.
1: That's a big beer. You can tell it's a big beer. It's a... It lays on the tongue. It... It feels thick, right? It has that, with, without being viscous, it still feels like it has, uh, um, what's the, what is the word? Like it has a, I, I, I don't have a good, the word is on the tip of my tongue, but there's something about it that's not, it doesn't feel like, like a motor oil, but it definitely feels like there's a substance to it mm-hmm. that is, is heavy on the mouth.
0: Uh, the alcohol is getting to me, man. It feels like I have an IV right, the, right in, like, like, it's like, it's like straight to the bloodstream for some reason, like, it last str- couple you know, sips. This it's is like,
1: something that we should actually talk about, because I did read a news story about this. Uh, give me a second to look okay. for it and see if you can describe yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I, I was just saying, you know, like, the last couple sips, like, every sip, you almost feel like this, like, it's like, taking a hit of heroin or something. Like, you feel this, like, rush or something. <laughs> like, wow. And then, like, I'm starting to feel like a little bit, you know, like I do towards the end of some shows, and uh, it seems like this one has a direct line right into the bloodstream.
1: I forget what I was reading, but I was reading it yesterday, and it was about it was about how alcohol gets into your system, and and the, you know these tests that were done, and mm-hmm. the warmer. A drink is the faster the alcohol gets into your system. If there's carbonation, it gets into your system quicker. Okay. And if you have food in you, it gets into your, it doesn't get into your system as well. If you eat food afterwards, it doesn't get into your system as well. The more sugars it has, it gets into your system quicker. So, so this beer
0: is almost like the perfect storm, right? It, it's we're kind of a, it's it a warm. very
1: str- yeah. We're drinking it relatively it warm. It has
0: a fair amount of sugars in it still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a sweet alcohol pop, but I mean, there's still a fair amount of sugars in this one.
1: I have minus sixty two. That's pretty warm. It's it's got it. the carbonation that helps it, you know, get into your blood quicker.
0: All right, oh, I'm not sure. This one's enjoyable. It just it needs a warning label on it, right? You just can't drink a whole. Well, at the end of a show, you at can't end drink a whole of pint of At the end of a show of where you've already drank, where you've had three <laughs> yeah, other
1: beers, yeah. can't drink and, a, pint. And a and a pre-show beer. It's a a strong one. Mm -hmm. But it does have some really good flavors to it there. It's, I mean, it's not wow beer level, right? It's not Mm -hmm. to the level where we're like, this is something that is just spectacular. Just a well-made strong beer Mm -hmm. that has good flavors that you can sip and enjoy. That's plenty good. I don't know how much this one cost, but, you know, I...
0: I think they were all the same. Well, I don't know. I know at least one of them was eight bucks, which isn't a bad price for a bomber in Pennsylvania. I know eight bucks for a bomber in some places will sound expensive.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, it's a reasonable beer for, you know, it's not a brewery beer, right? It's not not a beer Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not Alpha King. It's not something that amazes us. But it is a beer that has a lot of great qualities to it. And for a 12% beer that you can feel the alcohol, it's it's really drinkable.
0: I like how you named drop oh. Lvo King, a beer we haven't had in like three years. I remember it. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to get on to the I also ranking. don't want to just,
1: you know, I mean, we we do it so often because we, right. we love their beers, but uh, the brewery is so great. But how often do people get a chance yeah. to get those kind of brewery
0: beers? Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get on to the ranking. I have my water. I thought I had it down. I'll start from the top, and then I'll be able to figure it out. All right. My favorite beer of the night was the Item Nine from Brash. I uh, thought that uh, you know I do, I love a well executed wheated IPA. That one uh, was a very good beer. I'm not sure I would call it my favorite wheated IPA. Probably could use a little more wheat character, but it was still a very good beer. Yeah. Um, the 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 hoppiness was was really good, lots of orange in there, really sweet orange um we talked about hop candy I talked about you know this kind of orange marmalade type aroma you know it just that sweetness was really well done a little bit of lemongrass in there dug it um uh, my second favorite beer of the night gets to be a little tough uh i think i'm gonna put so i'll talk it through instead of just giving dead air i'm considering the box the beer we're drinking now this big double ipa with tons of alcohol and the pineapple express uh from terrapin and i'm looking at you know this had good flavors big beer like greg said well made big beer um pineapple express lot lower in alcohol. Had some interesting flavors going on. Um, I think I'm going to have to give the bollocks the edge. I, th- I think I am. Um, I hate to give, you know... But, you know, the saturation of flavors and whatnot... The reason I gave the Terrapin third place in this case was that it was a little... It had a little bit of an identity crisis. It didn't really know what it wanted to be, you know. In my opinion, right. you know, um, the smoke was not there, and then it was there, uh, and then the pineapple. I never really tasted much pineapple at all. Actually, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it was,
1: it's kind of a false advertising in some sense because you yeah. you think there's going to be a pineapple there, and it, it's it's kind of fleeting. Mm-hmm. Any pineapple, it just feels like it's it's more of a suggestion than an actual yeah. flavor.
0: And then the mission uh falls into last place, not because of any fault really. Um, it just when like I said, you know, when you frame frame this beer right, you know, drink it without much care. You know, yeah. don't drink it with the lab coats on trying to analyze it. Um, and it's fine. Take, you know, larger sips than when you're doing your your intricate tasting. Yeah. And the beer kind of um is consumed better that way. When you're taking small little sips like we were doing at first, it's really bitter. There's not much to combat the bitterness. And uh, it, it just seems off balance.
1: The Mission has something going against it. And what's going against it is that it's really not all that much going on there. More so than other beers we've had. I think that there are times that we've had a show... This is a show with generally all pretty decent mm-hmm. to good beers. There are times we've had shows that really haven't had even a, you know a, an awesome beer or even a, a very good beer in the bunch, Mission still wouldn't be number 1 in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just because of, of what it is. It's not it, you know it's not it's never trying to be that, but it would never get there anyway. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just trying to be a, a middle of the road type beer. Which is fine for what it's doing, but in terms of you know how we judge it, it's, it, it's never going to be a, a prize winner. Right.
0: When you're really judging it. When like, you're really analyzing uh, the beer, yeah. And comparing it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It just didn't have a great balance to it. All right, I guess that's all for episode 279. Oh, I didn't do
1: my rankings.
0: I thought you did. Yeah. No? <laughs> Oh, you just started talking about the mission, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My rankings are basically like yours, except for one and two are switched. Uh, I, I like the bollocks. I, okay. I really do. I, I think that that has a lot of depth to it and a lot of stuff you can explore. And you know, when we're doing the show, at least, that's what I love. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to get is, is, a, is a beer that you can explore. The Item 9 is very good, had lots of really interesting flavors to it. You know, I, I like weeded IPAs as mm-hmm. much as you do. But the Bollocks, I think, had more to explore to it. And then, uh, I agree with you, Pineapple Express was a good beer, didn't really taste pineapple, but mm-hmm. it was a decent beer, and I already explained El Conquistador.
0: Right. So. It's funny you, you mentioned that the Bollocks was the one that had lots of nooks and crannies to explore, because I would say it was... Harder to explore than the, the the item nine. The item nine was the one that I was exploring. Well,
1: being harder to explore doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't have as.
0: Well, I didn't even see the doors to open, let alone you know get in there. Where the item nine was giving me tons and tons of stuff to look at, but for different yeah, mouths, yeah, for sure. All right, I'm, I didn't mean to bring that up to say you were wrong. I brought it up to just to highlight the point that um, I would have said that about the item nine instead of the bollocks. But either way. That was episode 279 of Craft Beer Radio. We really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Uh, we'll be back again very shortly. Uh, Craft Beer Radio is released <laughs> under the Creative Commons license, and you can visit our website to find out what that means. You can email us, beer at Radio. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Jeff Bear At? CBR, CBR Greg.
1: CBR Greg, yes.
0: And uh, like uh, we've been saying recently, we do have... I was wondering whether
1: it was, it was email or... <laughs> Sequinier. No, what? Twitter
0: still. Yeah. yeah, we didn't give our personal emails or, or direct emails, just to the beer one. And uh, Facebook and Google Plus, we really don't pay much attention to. And we'll play you out with some Diamond Dave Lee Roth in front of your steaming naked eyes. Once again, is it good? Just to clarify that, that we're oh, using it for so fair use. Oh, you know, this song, the, the riff is an iconic riff uh, that... Stratifies 1980s guitar rock into the pantheon of rock and roll music.
1: Very well done. It's a
0: wrecked machine.
1: Thanks for the singing.